take that tiny man, said Camille. The plasma grenade exploded in her opponent's face. The twelve-year-old boy Lincoln groaned from the beanbag chair next to her and rolled his eyes. It's kind of weird how you're so good at Halo. Why? Because I'm a female? Camille raised an eyebrow. Nah, because you're 30 and hanging out with a bunch of kids on a work day. That's why. You're just sore losers. Don't you have some math homework to do? You know, besides counting how many times I blew you up? Ha, ha. Don't you have a real job to go to? Lincoln stood up, stretched, and looked around. His stalling to avoid homework was obvious. No, lucky for you. You guys get me all to yourselves. She reached up to rustle his hair, but he ducked away. Culture shock. That's what her mentor said she'd experience when she was shipped abroad to Nigeria for her field epidemiology training program. They forgot to mention that culture shock was just as much a problem in her returning to the U.S. Camille had spent almost two years abroad learning how to find, document, and contain infectious disease outbreaks in Nigeria, she had lived in an unfinished cement house that had one sink for five people, no toilet, and spotty electricity. Growing pains from the transition from her privileged American lifestyle to living in an impoverished community only lasted a month, maybe two. Camille grew used to standing out wherever she went, eating a diet high in program-provided commodity foods, and bathing with only a bucket full of water. The part she missed most was the feeling of community, she belonged to the village where she and the other students lived. The individuals in the area looked out for them. Camille smiled, remembering her interview with a mother who was concerned her child had diphtheria. Camille had stood up to grab a tongue depressor off the shelf, and the pocket of her cargo pants got caught on the chair and ripped a gaping hole in the butt of her pants. Within ten minutes, the woman had contacted her sister-in-law down the road, and she bought a cotton sundress for Camille insisting that she not be reimbursed. Camille still had the dress. It was her favorite souvenir. Here in the U.S., things were different. Camille could go through the whole day without a meaningful conversation. There's no such thing as anonymity in a village. Here, she was just another cog in the wheel, another consumer. She was counting the days until she graduated and could go back to Africa. She had sold most of her possessions when she had left two years ago. Knowing that she was leaving again, she decided to bunk with her best friend for a month or so and live out of her suitcase. It was a great plan until she realized she was a little short on cash. The CDC wasn't willing to hire her for just a month, so she picked up a few odd jobs. That was how she ended up as a supervisor at an after-school program. Who's next? Who wants to take on the Halo champ? Darian, a rambunctious six-year-old, jumped up from a circle of desks. My turn, Miss Camille. Mmm. You know what's way funner than Halo? Mario Kart, Camille said as Darian raced over to the beanbag chair. Nope. Well, I want to play Mario Kart, Camille checked her watch. Parents and guardians were supposed to arrive any minute now. She didn't want Darian's grandma walking in on her youngest grandchild shooting people. Will you be a gentleman and play Mario Kart with me? Darian sighed and heaved his shoulders dramatically. I guess.